Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Allie. I know you're terribly disappointed that this isn't Brian or you're super excited. I'm not sure. But I am super excited because we have the one and only T-Boogie on the line. Tyler, how you doing? Oh, man, I am doing fantastic. Are you Are you really nervous? I feel like I'm like Denzel Washington or something right now. Like, Are you You're okay? Are we going to make it through it all? Tyler, you're giving up the magic of podcasting. This is supposed to be the first time we've ever spoken. <laughs> but yeah, I am good. How are you doing, now? I'm doing well. Uh, just to kick it off, how's MTV Fame treating you? Well, it's it's weird. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's weird in good and bad ways. The bad ways are these little 16, 17 year old girls who are supposed to be focusing on their studies sending me direct messages to some very explicit content. So if you're listening to this, uh, you need to stop or I'm telling your parents and you're going to get grounded. Um, but the good things are, I mean, just people recognize you in the streets saying, hey, you're that guy on TV, even though I'm not getting a lot of airtime. <laughs> Thanks, MTV. But um, people still recognize me and stuff like that, which is awesome. Um, and just people just legitimately like happy to see me on TV and happy that I'm doing well. So it's, it's, it's a blessing and I'm very humbled. So. Uh, quick follow-up. How do you know they're 16, 17? Are you doing some follow-up to those messages? Well, <laughs> okay, I see where this is going. No, um, of course, uh, I'd like to see who follows me. So I go on Instagram and, and look at it. Most of these little kids have their, you know, bio, whatever their age is, stuff like that. So the majority of them are 16, 17. So I'm like, ugh. But I don't respond to all of them, so no creepiness or nothing like that. So, <laughs> um, The one thing everyone always wants to know when we get to talk to uh, one of you guys from the show is, what brought you to Are You The One? Can you tell us a little bit about what your casting experience was like, what you were looking to get out of the show? Ah, uh, yes. Um, well, the first season, when it first came out, uh, I seen the preview for it. Uh, I think I was watching Catfish at the time, but I'm still still for watching Catfish, so don't, don't get it twisted or nothing. But I was sitting watching Catfish with my now ex-girlfriend, and the the, the uh, promo came out. I'm like, wow. So actually, I seen one of my friends who I went to school with. He's on the football team, Dre. He was on season one, so automatically, if you know somebody who's on the show, you're like, wow, I got to and see what this is about. So I liked the concept and everything like that, and I was very intrigued on on how can you really find your perfect match. 
season two comes around and I'm like, okay, it's not as impressive as the first season because I knew the guy, but I mean, there's new faces and stuff like that. So I was like, wow, maybe I should really try this out. So um, I was actually supposed to be on the real world. I went through a casting process through them. But at the time, me and my girlfriend were kind of on and off. So I was like, if I do it, I'm not going to be back with her. So for the sake of our relationship, unfortunately, I called off the real world stuff. So um, around October of last year, I get a text from a producer asking me, hey, Tyler, um, this is such and such from Marty even one. Uh, we found your previous submission from another show, which hence is the real world. We, uh, we think you're perfect for the show. So I was like, man, well, shit, let's, let's do it, you know? And this is when me and my girlfriend are definitely hitting rock bottom. So I'm like, if I get this, oh, my gosh, she's going to hate me. And I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm going to use this to my advantage, you know? So um, the casting process, of course, uh, I don't know if everybody had the same as mine. But, of course, you got to go through, you know, different calls. You know, I did a Skype interview, made a home video, which I made in probably an hour, and everybody loved it. Then um, you get flown out to L.A., you know, a bunch of secret stuff, yada, yada, yada. And the whole time, like, after I did my final interview, like, something inside me was saying, you know, you got it, because it's, I left a great impression. I made everybody laugh and stuff like that. So I just, something was telling me that I got it. And I kept getting these clues, like, I, this is kind of, like, really gay, but I'm getting dreams, like, I'm on the show and stuff like that. Like, these little predictions and, like, sort of deja vu moments. And all of a sudden, I get the call, and they're like, hey, you know you made it, right? And I literally dropped my phone and screamed like a little bitch around the parking lot outside of work. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Now they got me on Are You The One, so. That's crazy. Do you know which season of The Real World you were being considered for? Uh, uh, The Real World Chicago. Uh, Any regrets about that? Are you happy where you ended up? Did you think things worked out for the best? Well, everything happens for a reason. You know, that's the most cliche thing you can say, but everything happens for a reason. So, I mean, it might not have been the right time, you know, maybe I had another calling, but hey, everything worked out for itself. I still was able to get on one of the dopest reality TV shows that I've ever ever seen and slash been on. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty awesome. So we have a ton to get into about the show, but first your bio left quite an impression in all of your <laughs> pre-show stuff on a lot of listeners. Um, Molly Block wants to know, has being on television only elevated your hometown hero status? <laughs> hometown hero. Geez, that's like I can walk anywhere and get like free food. I might try that and see if it works out. Um, but um, yes and no. Um, just coming back home. Well, the first thing I haven't seen my mom in like six, seven months because I initially moved out to L.A. like right after the show. So I haven't seen her since. Like our last goodbye was really sad because I I left I left him and I I mean we couldn't have any phones or electronics on the show. So I surprised my mom for her birthday, um, and she that was probably the best surprise. She dropped her wine glass, and screamed, and like she's seen a ghost and stuff like that, which was pretty pretty amazing. Uh, shout out to my mom. Um, but yeah, walking around and stuff like that, like it it's crazy. Like I was a popular guy before the show. Now it's just like I can walk anywhere from the mall to, you know, Starbucks to, or Jimmy John's or somebody's like, Oh my God, you're on the show. And they get nervous. I'm just like, yo, I'm a normal guy. Uh, you can talk to me about whatever. I'm not thinking I'm like freaking Kanye West out here. You can't talk to me and, and flipping you off and stuff like that. Talk to me like a normal guy. But then again, it's just like, well, uh, I'm really actually semi-famous. Like I'm a dealer celebrity getting people to be nervous to talk to me. Like it's pretty awesome. But, um, Yes, it's 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 it has its ups and downs. The downside is that 
people who, you know, used to associate with, you know, then you had a fall and all of a sudden you're on TV and then, oh, wow, remember we used to be friends type stuff. Ah, don't be fake, you know. Yeah, I'll say hi, but don't act like we've been friends for forever. It is, I, don't, I don't play that. So, but yeah, it kind of up my hometown status a little bit. So uh, I promised ice cream questions. We got one from Brianna Butler. And <laughs> my favorite question of the night is what's your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, my favorite ice cream flavor. Man, that's the thing because, number one, I shouldn't even be eating ice cream because I'm lactose intolerant, but, hey, I'm a rebel. What? I'm going to eat that ice cream. Yes, I should not be touching ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I shouldn't be, but um, it just depends on the mood, you know. Uh, I would say my favorite, I love strawberries. So any type of combination of strawberries, strawberry swirl, strawberry chocolate, anything with strawberries I love for sure. All right, you lost me at lactose and time. So let's just, we're going to have to put aside the ice cream for now. And let's move on to, <laughs> we're going to move on to some connections that you did make in the house that we got to see. So we saw some brief connections with Rashida, Mel, and Cheyenne in the house. Who was your strongest connection with? My strongest connection, oh boy, somebody's going to kill me. Sorry, other two, but definitely Melanie. Um, reason being, uh, after we blacked out, uh, it was tough just seeing Rashida next to me crying frantically. I didn't know what to do. Like, I, usually a hug will do, but, you know, we just lost some money. And I found out that the first girl that, you know, I connected with on more, not even a romantic connection, like me and Rashida, uh, people don't realize, like, we started out just talking and stuff like that, not moving fast like every other couple, which was basing pretty much their, like, connections off of lustful situations. I mean, Rashida started out with, now I walked in the room, of course, you see, and we just started out with talking about church and music and stuff like that. But that, that was hard seeing that's not a match. So, like, I, the next day I wake up and uh, and I was like, I don't know what happened. Like, I was thinking about, man, I see Mel, like, wow. You know, maybe because my eye wasn't on just one prize. It was just now I'm like, yo, I'm a, I'm a free agent. Let's talk to somebody else, you know, for the sake of the game. So I see Mel, and I think she went out on it date, I believe, uh, something like that. And I, I told people, hey, I'm really kind of nervous to talk to Mel and see, like, she's the first girl in the house that made me legit nervous. Um, and, of course, we connected on many, many ways, you know, family, you know, job situations, you know, even our dads, you know, we both had fathers with our fathers and stuff like that. And then on our date initially, which sucks because MTV didn't show how great of a date we had, um, we went to the ocean, and let me correct this, all right? People say you've never seen the ocean. I've seen the ocean before. Come on, there's plenty of, plenty of books, movies, and all. I've seen the ocean. What I mean was that i never been up close and personal like that, you know what I'm saying, especially being in Hawaii. That's what I meant. But, of course, you know, they try to make the black kid, oh, typical, stereotypical black guy, never been traveling, seen the ocean before. Let's make let's make this joke about it, you know? I'm like, ah, but, hey, some people loved it, some people didn't. And I got clowned by my boys. They're like, yo, you do realize like we were like 10 minutes away from the ocean, blah, blah, blah. So, but um, during that date, we both cried because, number one, I was I was really emotional, not over the fact like I won a, a date with Mel, just because like I was thinking about my, my mom and my sister back at home. And I was thinking, man, I wish they were here. And just thinking about how I came from a rough past, you know, and just everything was just like happening all at once. And it just hit me. And damn it, the cameras had to be there. I'm crying. Good thing they didn't show it. And Mel's crying and stuff like that. I wrote, we wrote our sand, our names in the sand. It was a little cute little date, whatever. So yeah, that was that was pretty pretty well. And after that, I was just like, yo, this girl is like serious, you know. So that's that's probably the strongest connection I had out of everybody. 
All right. So that sounds like some notebook level stuff, but what happened then? Why didn't we get to see those fireworks? Why, why do we see now, you know, why did we see Mel go to Alec? What happened between you guys? Well, um, I, that's the thing. And it's, and I hate that you brought it because now I'm, I'm seeing myself back at the house. Like I was asking myself the same questions. Um, a lot of people were saying, Hey, Tyler's your match. Tyler's your match. You need to pick him. You need to pick him. And Mel's very stubborn, super stubborn. She's like, I don't want you guys to tell me who to pick. But at the same time, I'm thinking like, you crowd me on this date. We have a dope connection. We need to figure out if we are match or not so we can make this happen. Maybe it was me who came on a little strong, but I doubt that because I'm too smooth of a guy to come on super strong <laughs> and super clingy. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, Stacey, how they're playing you out. <laughs> That's not me at all. But um, yeah, it was just like some night I'm just saying, am I doing something wrong? You know, then then come to find out, like she comes back, like Mel and Alan come back from the date and I'm, I'm my stomach is turning. I'm like, wow. I just, I knew they kissed. And then, of course, Mr. Devlin, did you guys share a romantic kiss on the date? I'm like, no, he did not. No, he didn't. And they said, yeah, I'm like, yo, how come I'm beat the hell out of you when we get done, bro? But it was just like, I was hurt. Not the fact, like, that, you know, they went on a date. I was more hurt at the fact, like, you you based a connection based off of one kiss. You guys rarely talked. You guys chose each other for the challenge or whatever. And now you're kissing him. Like, I'm showing you, I'm not even coming on to you as far as, like, intimate at all, but you're going to kiss another guy. Now it made me self-conscious. Like, you know, I, sometimes I thought, like, man, maybe because I really am black, you know, or maybe because, you know, she might think I'm ugly. You know, those things happen. Um, so that's what initially happened with, with us. And we had a couple fights, you know, because nobody knows this, but the majority of guys in the house, I mean, they love Mel as a friend. But if somebody seen their perfect match, they didn't really show any love. You know, and I stuck with her so many times. You know, I'll walk in the boys' change room here, dudes talk shit about Mel, just thinking you know, I'm backing her up. Like, yo, you need to quit talking about her. And yeah, she's not showing me any love. And one night, it was a huge blow up. And I said, and quote unquote, I was like, I'm not going to be Captain Saberho anymore because these guys aren't showing me love. And I'm the only dude that's really into you. You're not showing me nothing. I'm done with you. And that, that was a huge fight. So we kind of fell off, but. I don't know if they'll show it these next episodes. Of course, the season is next week, but we kind of make up here and there. So that's where me and Mel had our little follow-up. But of course, the cameras don't see, which I'm glad because some of the words I said were very disrespectful. But of course, you know, when you're mad and have alcohol in your system, you can, you know, go on your little rants. So it's all good. I love that you're adding yourself for disrespectful things you said that were not aired. Like you could hide behind the fact that they weren't aired, but we're getting real here and I appreciate it. Um, hey, no problem. One thing you say is you you took things slow with Rashida. You made a real connection. You built something real with her. And then you're saying with Mel, same thing. You took things kind of slow. You built something real with her. Was that a problem? You think like was the format of the show an issue for the real connections you were building? Did you feel like you were falling into the friend zone because of that? Yeah, I really. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, the friend zone. Like that for the first time in my life, I feel like I was actually being friend zone. You know, of course, everybody finds me you know, the funny guy and, and, and everybody knows that our cast is shitting on season two and season one as far as looks wise, everybody. So, you know, it, it's kind of hard. The girls probably just saw me as a friend, which, which sucks because, you know, as you can see, everybody's, you know, hooking up stuff like that. And I'm the only guy, you know, Hey, he's having a good combo. Oh, but I don't see any intimacy or whatever. And everybody else is hooking up. I'm thinking, wow, you know, that's why the one scene where I was me, Rashida and probably, no, just me and Rashida were, 
we felt like lone wolves in the house because I, I felt like nobody wanted to admit that they wanted to see any romantic connection, but yet you can you'll go around the corner and see somebody kiss and stuff like that. We felt like lone wolves in the house, and I'm the only person that spoke up about it, you know, and, and it sucks. Now, who wants to get fucking friend zone when you're in Hawaii? All you have to do is, you know, just fake it till you make it shit. You know, you can fake the kids or something, but shit. But, uh, yeah, it, it sucks because it, and it takes away from the game, too, because now you're forcing yourself having conversations with people who you might not want to or you feel like you're friends. And so it takes away from the dynamic of, oh, your perfect match is here. Well, if she's here, why the hell is she not paying me any attention? Why do I have to go fully with my heart and not get the same love back? You know what I'm saying? Let's make this 50-50 or make it at least, uh, you know, 60-30 or 70-30, you know, just something like that. So I'm, I feel a little bit appreciative. So that way I'm not going to go rogue and fuck up everybody's chances to win money just because I feel a little heartbroken, you know? You're breaking everyone's hearts now. I'm sure all the listeners are like screaming. What the hell are you talking about, Tyler? We love you. Um, but <laughs> Andrew Kirk actually remembered that you made the statement earlier in the season that you were a lone wolf. And he wants to know who in your mind besides yourself and Rashida were lone wolves, if anyone. Um, as far as lone wolves, let's see. Um, Stacy for a little bit was the lone wolf because of the fact she had to keep staying with Alec. Um, I believe that's pretty much just Stacy sometimes. Of course, Mike and the man, they kept doing that little drunk couple thing, getting drunk as hell, meet up in the boom, 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 regret it the next day, rinse and repeat, rinse and fucking repeat. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to Zach and Hannah too. Now they're, they, uh, by the way, they, their connection does not get shown enough. Like, oh my gosh, like, at the luau, I'm sorry, I'm getting off subject, but at the luau, uh, sorry, like I have to, I have to admit this. Me and Hannah initially started dancing with each other first, and Hannah gives this sexy little look. I don't know what it was, but I was so turned on. She kept walking toward me. I was walking toward her. I was like, "Wow, what, Hannah's what? What me?" So I'm, I'm, I'm approaching her and stuff like that. So I go off to the bar and grab the drink. And here comes Zach swooping in. So I'm thinking, damn, if I would have actually stayed out there instead of going to the bar, it could have been Tyler and Hannah and not Zach and Hannah. But no, their relationship blossomed really well. They're definitely not lone wolves. Um, wow, Zach pulled the robbery on you at the luau? Low key, he kind of did. He <laughs> did. But yeah, we'll, we'll, once we meet up, we'll, we'll, I'll somehow record it to him and admit it. Yeah, man, my bad. I came in for the food. But no, they're, 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 they're dope on the show. Um, but I think just me and Rashida, which I don't know if it was a, a race thing or they're not used to dating, you know, African Americans who know that could be that, you know, I have no filter. I don't care. You know, I just keep it real all the time. I could, I, I feel like that could have been a factor, you know, not saying that none of the cast members are racist by any means, but they're just not used to dating, you know, African Americans or, you know, they might not feel comfortable, but we're still all family and friends like that. So, I mean, who knows, but as far as I feel like me and Rashida were the Wilson house, all right. So since you keep bringing it up, I'm just going to ask. So a lot of reality shows like The Bachelor, a lot of romance shows get, are getting criticized for not having, you know, enough diversity right on their shows and or people being like the token black contestant on The Bachelor who gets eliminated week three or whatever. And Are You the One has been criticized because Joey, Dre, Ashley, you like a lot of the black cast members have not gotten a lot of airtime on the show do you think that's because a casting problem like they're not casting people who are open to everyone or what do you think the the problem is or is it a coincidence that is a good question um i feel like the problem is 
and this is me just thinking outside of the box. <laughs> I feel like they sometimes cast, you know, maybe African Americans just because, you know, it wouldn't be right. Maybe it could be that token black guy. But who, who knows? I don't know. Of course, the, the, the big time people know, but at the same time, I hope it's not that because, you know, I thought that this country is supposed to be equal. So I thought we got over that. But, um, it, it it's a problem. It really is. I know we're not. I know it's not BET or nothing like that. But you know, a lot of the the African Americans, the black people, are not getting a lot of airtime. Um, and who knows? Maybe we're we're just not as crazy, or maybe I, who knows? And I've noticed that with each season. And I feel like in a way it's not fair, but at the same time I'm still humble at the same time just because I had this opportunity. But I'm still going to speak my mind. So do do I think that I should deserve a lot more airtime? Yeah. Maybe I I didn't have the same type of crazy ass romantic slash I don't know what type of relationship Devin and Kiki have going on right now. Maybe it wasn't of that nature or the Zach and Hannah thing, but at the same time, you know, I provided comedy for the house, you know, I provided insight on a lot of things and I kept it real, you know, and I feel like that deserves something. But of course, you know, MTV wants to know they need their money and, and the majority of the audience, you know, they want that type of love story because the majority of our audience I feel like is between the ages of 15 and 20 and they're into that oh that love type notebook type stuff so of course uh Devin and Kiki you know Devin's a villain but you know she's following her heart you know that's why she keeps going back to Devin and they like that so but it's at the same time it's not fair that a lot of African-Americans own are you doing are you doing a lot of airtime but hopefully that changes you know if not I mean hey, at least they're sort of casting you know black people but I mean who knows I I, I don't have the answer for that really all right, so let's get to the segment where you probably got the most airtime of the season. We have to get into last week's matchup ceremony. And the first question on everyone's mind, I don't even think I explained why Brian wasn't here. Brian's not feeling well, but I know his first question right now would be, why the hell is Ryan Devlin calling you Ty Boogie and not T-Boogie? Yo, I don't know. And probably I didn't think of one because each matchup ceremony, I got fucking wasted. I'm not going to lie to each match, I knew we were going to suck. So I'm like, I might as well get drunk and have a good time and make a laugh out of this. I know we're not going to get more than three beings anyways. But yeah, when he said Ty, but I didn't, I didn't notice that at all. I don't think yeah, now that, because I just listened to you guys' podcast before uh, uh, getting on here, I was like, he really did call me Ty Boogie. But shout out to Brian for having my back, yo. Much love, bro. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, all right, so walk us through it. You know, we need to know, why did you pick Cheyenne? What, what happened last week? Ooh, all right, let's 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 break it down. All right, because I when I chose Cheyenne, my Twitter blew up with I I had hate mail, hate DMs, people calling me. My own damn mama called me and was like, "Well, what the hell are you doing? Do you want to win this one?" I was like, "Yo, this is crazy." But okay, let me walk you through the what initially happened. All right, so of course after the truth booth, we find out that Kiki and Nelson are not a match and. That's bullshit that she said that uh, about the whole Nelson not swimming thing, and that's terrible that they showed a black person not knowing how to swim. Way to go, MTV. Good job. Good job. But, um, yeah, that was shallow on Kiki's part for saying that, damn, I need a man who knows how to swim. Like, wow, you can't teach him how to swim. You know he's a grown man. That's still okay. Wait, can I interrupt um, you for a second? Because I asked this on the podcast last week. What's the difference between Kiki saying that and Chuck saying in the one of the first states that him and Cheyenne clearly aren't a match because Cheyenne got seasick. <laughs> um, I, that, I don't know. Now that you compare that, that's a good question because there's so many factors. You can say, oh, maybe Kiki doesn't like African-Americans. You could say so many things about this, but I'm not saying does, that. you're not racist. <laughs> 
but um, <laughs> you know, I don't know why that that she's getting a lot of scrutiny for that. But who knows? Maybe they're tired of the whole Devin Kiki thing. Kiki's just being more relevant, you know, because that's week two now. She's week. It's basically the Kiki show. No offense to her, I love her to death, but it's basically the Kiki show now. So I mean, who knows? Maybe people got tired of her and, and Devin and all that. I mean, who knows? And all, but yeah, Chuck should have got the same same type of stuff that Kiki's getting for that. All right, I'm going to get yelled at for interrupting you. Bring us back to the moment of truth last week's match. <laughs> All right, so no match. Yay, once again, we are fucking golden. We're doing so well, like, man. Um, so no match with Nelson and Kiki. And, of course, Nelson talking about he's upset. No, you're not, dude. Stop acting, bro. You're not upset. Like, <laughs> you barely talk to this girl. You, you're, and nobody knows. Of course, Zach, I think last week mentioned it that um shy and nelson were still sleeping together not not intimately but like just laying up together and stuff like that so he wasn't really mad he knew he was gonna go back to cheyenne whatever uh but there was a talk uh between us guys and we we're like hey we really need to try to talk to kiki and i was like well you guys can go ahead because i can tell whenever i go up to have a conversation there's nothing there you know, there's just it is forced, and I'm not going to force myself to have a conversation with a girl who doesn't want to give her to me, give her time day to me. You know what I'm saying? So like, hey, you guys talk to her, you know, and then initially I'll talk to her. So the camera doesn't show her and Mike have a dope convo, like an amazing convo. You know, I'm thinking, okay, wow, because I'm going, I'm walking, I'm like, okay, good, good. Next, her and Alex had a conversation. And then she's going around and saying, oh, Alex, my match, Alex, my match. Oh, in my head, bingo. I don't need to choose her at the match assembly. One of them two will talk it out and they'll figure that out, you know? So I'm thinking, bam, that's cool. I don't know where the miscommunication happened in between then and the match ceremony, but I hate how it came up on me. I was like, wow. So the first pick, Mike, I'm thinking, oh, geez. First of all, Mike, I don't know what he was thinking, whatever outfit he had on. I I was was (laughs) confused. I was like, bro, what are you doing? He was absolutely hammered. At that massive ceremony, hammered. I was cracking up. So he chooses Mel, and that's what I was going to choose, of course. Uh, even though I had a talk with Cheyenne saying, "Hey, we need to see what this goes," but at the same time, I wanted to choose Mel just because she was my strong connection. And I knew if I would have chose her, everybody like, "Oh, she's not giving you the time of day." It's not even about that, you know. This is I'm legitimately trying to do this with my heart. Not saying that I'm trying to fall in love, but it's what's in my heart is telling me. So why should I go against that, you know? I was going to choose Mel, so I'm thinking, damn, I couldn't choose her. And he goes up there and says absolute bullshit, saying, I, I, every time I watch that scene, I just laugh because I know Mike is making it up as he goes. And he can't even look at, he's looking away from Ryan, and Mel's like, yo, what are you even talking about? What do we have in common? So that was when shit hit the fan. That's when I was like, oh, my gosh, we're going to fuck this up. So of course, um, next is Hunter. He uh, who did Hunter choose again? I even I forgot. Um, who did Hunter choose? Did you not pick Brittany? Uh, Brittany. Yeah, Brittany. Yeah, Hunter and Brittany. Um, and at this point, we're just trying to figure out things. We don't know because initially, none of the all the couples are staying together. Like the Nomads couples are staying together, so it's hard. You know, we have to go up there. Some of the guys are gonna make up bullshit saying why we think this girl's our perfect match, and they're still staying with the you know the Nomads couple. So what else are we supposed to do? So, a shout out to Hunter for trying his best. You know, of course, he said that 
uh, with Britney's ex, Gordon, you know, that's the only thing he can go by. So why blame him? You know, he's going with what's off the top of his heart and off the top of his head. So you can't blame him for that. And a lot of people are like, oh, wow, that's pretty shallow. Well, people don't realize a lot of stuff. And, you know, besides me, who I, every time I go up there, I tell the truth. But a lot of guys made stuff up because, you know, people weren't making those connections in the house because people were being selfish and staying with the no matches. So, of course, they go sit down. Um, Alex and Stacey, mom and dad are back to fucking together. That was the <laughs> phrase of the day. And and I was thinking, I was like, oh, I was confused. I'm like, oh, shoot, okay, all right, what's going on here? So people don't realize how the voting process goes. Of course, I can't say anything because I don't want to get in trouble. Um, but it's basically a domino effect. That's all I have to say. So now it's my turn. <laughs> and I go up there and I'm thinking, yep, I'm about to fuck it up. Yep, I'm about to go up there and just people going to yell at me and scream. So anytime, you know, it happened last week. I got put on the top block twice. You know, Ryan put me on the hot seat. First one for picking Hannah and Zach, <laughs> for picking Hannah. When I shoot shows now, now I'm back. I'm like, uh. So anytime I have a dramatic, I'm trying to you know, gather all the energy I can because I know this reaction will be crazy. And I choose Cheyenne. And I chose that because, number one, Mel was gone. Number two, I haven't had a damn conversation with Kiki. Oh, the only conversation I had with her was, hey, how you doing? Devin's somewhere looking for you. Kiki, stop crying. Pick yourself up. Kiki, why are you going back to Devin? Kiki, <laughs> Devin's talking shit about you. Kiki. So I was like, I'm I'm not going to choose her. So I chose Cheyenne just because, you know, Shy keeps it real. You know, and I told her, we, me and Cheyenne, it didn't show, and, and still, I don't get no airtime. Of course, people think it's random. But me and Cheyenne, when we have conversations, our conversations are dope as hell. Even though she's still feeling Nelson, you know, I don't blame her because for the sake of the game, she said, I'm still going to, you know, do my thing with Nelson. But at the same time, I know what's at stake. So I'm not going to keep choosing them and being like Devin and Kiki. So we had dope conversations. You know, whenever we go to master ceremony, she makes some of my outfits cool and stuff like that. You know, just some, some cute little couple stuff. And I felt good about it. Not that I'm all in love with Shy, but, you know, that's what I'm going to choose. And I choose Cheyenne. That matchup ceremony was probably the most explosive matchup ceremony I've ever seen and been at. For one, Brittany gets her little ass up. And you better be lucky that I wasn't wasted because I laughed. I really laugh because that's my method of saying, okay, you first of all, you make yourself like an idiot yelling at me when there's two other guys who are on the same predicament. Number two, I have sort of, a, you know, an anger issue a little bit. So I'm just laughing because that's the only thing I can do because I'm not going to disrespect a, a woman. But if I was disrespectful, shit would have went down, you know, and everybody's yelling at me and stuff like that. And Kiki is saying, all right, you fucking serious? I'm like, this is, I'm thinking, Kiki, this is the first time you ever said anything. And of course, the cameras made it seem like she's the queen and going off. I'm like, really? This is the first time she ever spoke before herself. I'm just like, wow. So... And I, I told Kiki, I was like, hey, Kiki, who did you think was going to choose you? And, of course, who did she say? Alec. And then when we're up there, Alec is saying, Tyler, you told me who to choose. You told me who to choose. You make yourself look so soft, bro. Like, I'm sorry, Alec, but, yo, I didn't tell you who to choose, bro. I said, go do it. Of course, she said, I think Kiki's the one. I said, okay, pursue that. I don't know when he said he's going to choose Stacey. I don't know. Maybe miscommunication, miscommunication on my part. But if you if you say you're going to choose Kiki, then do it. You've been in so many massive ceremonies where you and Stacey were together. You guys didn't want to choose it. Of course, we had to based off of we think they're that one being from week one before we blacked out. So, yeah, Alex said, you told me to choose it, which 
makes him look like an idiot. Sorry, Alec. Um, <laughs> everybody's talking about Shout out to Amanda, too, by the way, for having my back. Because each time I try to go up to Kiki, you know, it seems like she'll have an excuse to run away. And I know that's because she's still wanting with Devin or maybe she didn't see me that way, or who who knows what she was thinking at the time. Amanda had my back, you know, and I was like, yo, I'm really getting yelled at. It shouldn't be my fault. You know, why and and why should I have a, why should I choose somebody who I haven't had a conversation with you want me to go up there and make some bullshit up? No, I was raised, my mom said, speak the truth, you know, and that's what I do. And I still got these little 16-year-olds hating me through Twitter DMs. Shout out to you guys. I, I still love you guys, okay? I still love you, but yeah, that match with ceremony was a bitch. So you mentioned that Kiki didn't make an effort to get to know you back. And we saw on the show that Mike, that Mel calls Mike out for never having talked to her. Johnny Langan wants to know, how the hell is it possible that it's week eight and Mike, Kiki and others have not gotten to know each other, even in the slightest? That's two months in the company with someone. You live together. How rude can you be to not speak with the people you share a communal bedroom with? <laughs> That's a great question, by the way. Um, well, people are stubborn. They did a great job casting stubborn individuals this season, super stubborn and stuck up. Um, like I said, the couples were still staying together, all the no mask couples. So it's it's kind of hard, you know. And it's like once you guys have things, once you guys hook up in the boom boom or whatever, you know, you guys want to initially stay together. And it made it hard, you know. Mike had his thing with with the men, of course. You know, they they're always drunk all the time. So anytime we get back from the challenge or something like that, they go drink and we're like, where's Mike and Amanda? Oh, boom, boom, boom. Okay. You know, Devin and Kiki, you know, they, Devin, you know, Mr. Puppeteer over there, manipulating Kiki and doing whatever the hell she wants. So she's out of the equation. Um, and this is something I say, I wonder, and I got asked this too, if, if we didn't have a perfect match between Chelsea and Connor, would Kayla and Connor still be into it? And would, you know, I feel like Chelsea might be one of those lone wolves that we mentioned earlier, you know, because Kayla and Connor had a hard time separating and stuff like that, you know. Um, everybody just stayed with their initial matches. Now, I'm not going to sit there and look like an idiot forcing a conversation. If that's what y'all want to fucking do, then go do it. They told me to come to why I'm going to kick back, have myself a drink, and let y'all look like fucking idiots and let you guys lose the money for us. You know, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to be T-Boogie, and I'm going to just, you know, just try to find my perfect match and let y'all look like idiots on TV. So, yeah, it's hard trying to have a combo when people are still with their same no matches. So, ah, it is what it is. So, Johnny Langan wants to know, after so many weeks with no progress, was there anyone in the house that had given up? Like, how do you guys keep up your spirits week after week of you know, three beams or less. Oh man, we kept our spirits up from Hunter. Hunter Bryant's special speeches right there. He <laughs> always had some special speech. I'm telling you, it was something like, remember the Titan side scene where we're in the locker room, he's saying a dope speech and we was like, let's go. Like every time Hunter has something to say, we got a little bit of motivation. Hallmark Hunter, man. But um, no, it it was hard because as the weeks go by, you know, as week two and three, we're like, ah, it's okay, but we get down to week six, week seven, week eight, we're like, yo, we're not going to win this at all. I gave up at one point because, number one, I wasn't getting any affection. Number two, hey, I'm in Hawaii. There's a beautiful woman here, and I'm not getting no play as far as with the camera shows. I can't say too much, you know. I got to look like a good guy somehow. But I'm not getting no play. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> what's going on? No, and just like, yo, it was, it, 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 it's tough. and um. Oh, man, speaking of, oh, me and Rashida, they didn't show us kissing, but we had a moment where uh, <laughs> it was a jealous moment. 
between me, Rashida, Alec, and Mel. We were playing, uh, I think Zag and Hannah started, it was on the ping pong table, and we were um, playing, uh, just doing body shots or whatever. So I see Alec and Mel do it. I'm jealous. I'm, this is at the time where I'm like so into to Mel. Like, I'm like, oh my God, there's Mel. Oh, I'm about to pass out. So they do it. So me and Rashida, we have our little hookup or whatever, and they don't show Mel fucking snaps, hits the ping pong table like four million times, and I'm like, yo, this is some crazy stuff. But so, sorry, Rashida, I know you probably didn't want nobody to know that, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, we got. I'm sorry, I got off the. What were we talking about again? No, no, that's fine. How you guys kept your spirits up, but you flowed nicely through that. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Patrick Hagen made, a, I think it was a Joe question. Tell us about yourself. You haven't had much airtime, but off of that, <laughs> were you surprised to see that you didn't have much airtime? I know you touched on that. And are there things that you thought they would have, that would have definitely made the show that got left on the cutting room floor? Ah, uh, well, a little synopsis. Damn, that's a big word. I read a dictionary before we went to this podcast. So yeah. You're killing it. Uh, yeah, let's go. Uh, a brief little synopsis of my life. Uh, I am 25 years old. I am. African American, if you guys did not know, um, I played basketball. I played, and I remember when, of course, shout out to you for being in love with me before even knowing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ah, yeah, strong words, strong words, (laughs) I think you're my perfect match, though. Low key, low key, but uh, about the semi pro basketball thing, and I know I remember Brian, what you guys were confused on exactly what that was. Um, basically, semi-pro basketball is basically kind of a couple of leagues under the professional level. We still travel. We still get paid to play, not just in the city, but we travel everywhere, stuff like that. It's just like a a, a stepping stone to get into playing, you know, in the professional overseas and playing, hopefully, in the NBA. So that's what semi-pro ball is, basically. Um, worked at Ice Cream Factory, of course. Made $20 an hour. Beautiful job, full benefits. Shout out to my old job. Um, love to dance, goofy kid. You know my favorite movie. I'm just that you give your hourly rate. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. Black man finally made some money in America. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but um, favorite movies range from Friday to Bad Santa to P.S. I Love You. I watch it except scary movies. I will not watch a scary movie. I do not because I'm very paranoid at night. My dreams are so vivid and realistic. I'm afraid if I watch a scary movie i might end up screaming bloody murder somewhere um grew up a little bit in alabama played all sports um never cheated on a girl got cheated on um very church oriented uh my mom's very spiritual my mom just got married um and i wish they would have showed a little bit about me not just on a romantic level but a little bit more about myself um and yeah, I kind of wish I would have more airtime just because my family keeps saying, when are they going to show you more? When are they going to show you more? And stuff like that. And, you know, I always want to make my family proud, which I did. But, you know, it's good seeing yourself on TV. Just, you know, if I wish I had my own show, you know, so I can see myself all the time. But I kind of do wish they would have played me more. But like I said, I'm very humble. And I, and I thank you for giving me the opportunity to, you know, do this once in, in a lifetime experience. Well, congratulations to your mom on her wedding. That's exciting. Uh, I will let her know. I appreciate that for sure. <laughs> um, so speaking of editing, Johnny Langan wants to know, over the course of the season, we've heard Stacy on Twitter complaining about her edit, and you made a little bit of a joke about that before. Is there anyone else <laughs> that was different in the house than they're being shown on the show? 
Um, yeah, besides Stacy, poor Stacy. Um, yes, she's a little crazy, but she wasn't that clingy. I mean, it was. It, it mean, it takes two to tango, and they're throwing it all on Stacy. I mean, Alec had his ways too, and Stacy did, of course. You know, it was like just adding fuel to the fire between them. So you never knew. You know, some nights they'll love each other, some nights they'll hate each other. Blah blah blah. Um, let's see. I don't know. Everybody's pretty much how they really are. Oh, Austin, poor Austin, uh, Mr. Strategy guy. Um, he's not getting a lot of credit uh, at all. Well, he also mentioned that he can't really connect with any of the ladies in the house because that's not how he is. He's just being himself and he's trying to change and everybody's just automatically falling in for talking about his money and stuff like that. But I mean, he's a guy who came up from nothing like me and he went to the military and then the military, I don't know what happened in between time, but now he's an entrepreneur making Hell, loads of money, and he likes to talk about it. And you can't fault him because he only you know he can't really connect with any women, so he's just being himself. You can't fault him for that. So, um, but other than that, I feel like everybody's character is pretty much the same. Um, you know, I haven't. I thought initially watching this, I was want to see some like backstabbing stuff. Um, and I did not know that Mike cried that much. Like <laughs> I thought, I, I thought I got emotional. You know, coming back from the date, and they they didn't show me and Zach. This is when me and Zach's bro shit like started. Well, people don't know I hated Zach in the beginning when we first met. Everybody, cause I was like, he's cocky as hell. I'm I'm gonna fight him. But our bromance started just when you know when I came back from the date with me and Matt. I thought it was really emotional. I grabbed a bottle of Deuce and, and went to the boom room, took some shots, and was like trying to be myself and just you know take it all in. Zach, I mean, you're right, bro. And like you know. No homo, you know, he let me cry on his shoulder. No homo. And I was like, oh, man, I'm drunk. Got the ball, man. Like, bro, I love you. I love you too, dog. You know? Um, <laughs> but um, I don't think nobody's character really got... Everything was pretty much how people are. So I wish I would have got a little bit more airtime. So, but oh, well. Uh, Jamila Bain actually asked, was the bromance with Zach your strongest connection in the house? But um, <laughs> speaking uh... Speaking of Zach, we interviewed Zach last week, and he said that you almost got in a fight with Devin. Can you tell us about Ooh. that? And uh, where do you fall on the Kiki Devin debacle? Oh, um, yeah, um, that happened. Um, and of course, I kind of see why that they didn't play because it wouldn't make sense. But at this point, there's a lot of things that they're showing that doesn't really make sense, like random little bits from there. Of course, people see that. So they should have threw this hand because people want to see more fights, you know, between the guys, not just the girls. Um, so what happened was um, it was after a challenge. And, of course, we're not supposed to be really talking in between leaving where the challenge site was back to the house. But, of course, you know, you got 20 stubborn motherfuckers that don't give a damn. We're just going to do what they want to do. So um, what happened was Devin said that he did some sexual, I'm not going to say what it was, you know, some sexual intercourse with, with Kiki, you know, and, and of course, as a bro in the house, I'm not jealous. Dude, congratulations, bro. Like, hype as hell. Let's go. So we get to the matchup ceremony, and this is when Devin turns into, like, the villain. He gets brought up randomly, you know, and they didn't show it. And it gets brought up randomly, like, what he said to us. So, of course, um, Zach was like, uh, Devin was like, Zach, you're a liar, blah, blah, blah. And then Zach looks at me and was like, Kyle, wasn't that right? You know me, I'm going to tell the truth. I was like, yeah, that's right. You know, and here comes Devin. We, you know, he has a way with his words. He's calling me, you're a liar. You know, you know what you're talking about. You're crazy. 
Well, now he kept coming at me, like, disrespectful. I said, bro, don't disrespect me. Why do I have to lie what's happening between you and Kiki? Like, I don't want that. Like, that's you, bro. Like, you do your thing with her, you know? I'm not a hater or nothing like that. There is not other beautiful woman in the house I can pursue, you know? And then he just kept calling. I said, bro, I, I gave him literally, I gave him three times, you know? And then I was like, bro, you got one more time or shit's going to go down. So he kept going. I said, all right, wait till we get back to the house. And after the massive ceremony, legit, we're going back, and I can hear people say, uh-oh, um, security's coming. We need security guys. Tyler's coming. Tyler's coming. So, of course, you know, once that comes, you just know the can. And this is not me acting at all. I didn't give a damn about nothing. So we go upstairs, and, of course, people talking about how sucky we are and stuff like that, and I don't pay attention to nobody. I said, Devin, let's talk outside. And he said, no, I'm eating. I grab him by his neck and say, bro, let's go outside. Let's handle this man to man. So I go downstairs and I basically told him like this, hey, man, if you ever disrespect me on national TV ever again, I'm going to beat your ass. And whoever ever disrespects me, any guy, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to let you guys know. You're not going to only disrespect me. You're disrespecting my family and all that. And I don't play that. And I hit I hit this. Uh, <laughs> I laugh about it now. I'm, I was so in the moment. I gave him like this death stare and poked him in his chest slowly with my hand and said, that's your last time. And then after that, it was just like fireworks. Like Devin went upstairs and I went on this Denzel Washington training day moment where I'm yelling at everybody, if you ever disrespect me, anybody else. Like I'm seeing red, stuff like that. So they didn't show that. It's between me and Devin. They didn't show Zach and Devin's fight. That was pretty, that was pretty crazy. Like I, I mean, that, that was, uh, I just remember I was talking with Amanda at the time. And Zach and Devin got into it. Something was thrown and Bevers was thrown. Zach goes in and I guess because he plays hockey, maybe it's a uh, Canadian thing. I don't know. He went in for a headbutt, I guess. And <laughs> I don't know. And I was like, yo, Zach. And I jumped over. I literally, because I'm very athletic, I jumped over two people sitting on the little chairs. I jumped over them. I grabbed Zach. Like, bro, don't do this. You don't need to get sued or nothing like that at all. So actually, it was Devin who threw the fake headbutt. Devin threw, like, you know how Devin, how weird he is. He threw, like, a fake Mortal Kombat headbutt towards Zach. I'm just like, yo, let me stop this before somebody really gets into a fight. So they didn't show Mel got into it with Stacey and um, Kayla, too. They didn't show that at all. Like, it was, there's a lot of stuff they didn't show, which they should. Like, I guarantee if they put the footage from that wasn't shown on this season and put, like, what wasn't shown, we can have a whole other season, season four, with the same people, and it'll be better than what they're showing now. I can almost guarantee that. I'm bummed. I'm bummed when I hear about all the stuff that happened that didn't make air because it sounds hysterical. Johnny Langan actually has a follow-up about things they didn't show. So he wants to know, he says, I'm sure the group did more fun things than just the talent show to keep themselves entertained. And I have a feeling T Boogie was behind some of them. What did you guys do to have fun that we didn't get to see? <laughs> oh man, I always go. Uh, you can thank me for the spin the bottle thing. Um, <laughs> and I yelled at Stacey because he, I don't know if you, if everybody remembers not Stacey even started uh, like tripping out because Alec made out, I think it was Hannah, he made out with right next to her. And I kept telling Stacey, spin the bottle. We've been doing this for years. And I started spinning the bottle when I was in fourth grade. I didn't cry at all. It's spin the bottle. I came up with spin the bottle. Uh, what else do we do for athletic stuff? Um, of course, uh, I used to train, like I used to do box training and stuff like that. So I love jump roping and stuff like that. You know, it helps you with your footwork and stuff like that. So me and Chelsea should be an athletic woman that she is. We tied up like a rope, a long rope, tied up to like a uh, a pole. We did like some double dead stuff. We did beer pong. Um, we wanted to play high and go see, but I told everybody, like, if we play, can we play at night? Because I have an advantage over everybody being as dark as I am. So they nobody wanted to do that at all. Um 
what else did we do for fun? Um, just little stuff here there until I got tired of everybody. Then I just literally slept outside for the last however many weeks we're still in the house. I slept outside because I literally got tired of everybody in the house. Everybody. As an athlete, I have to imagine the challenges may have been a bit frustrating. Sam Freeberg wants to know, what was your favorite and least favorite challenge this season? <laughs> My favorite challenge was the first challenge, of course, the first guy challenge, because, I mean, it's the first one, so you're automatically thinking, okay, if I beast this challenge, I'm, the interview challenge is going to hit me up after the show and want me to be on there. So I remember lining up and Hunter, of course, being the uh, thing he's a stud. And I told him, hey, bro, I do this. That's exactly what I told him. He said, I'm a beast. I was like, no, you're not. And I love just, I always rewind. I just love Dustin Rice. And so you know how he is. And Tyler's up first. And I'm just Dustin Hunter. Like, oh, that was the best challenge. But I think all the challenges, me being an athletic guy, I hated them. Like the blocking with Kiki, like that sucks. Reason being, I knew she didn't want to go on a date with me initially. She talking about a B. I was like, nah, there ain't no B there. You just did. You just dropped the blocks on purpose. So, ooh, um, I more. I didn't. The hot dog challenge with Stacy. I think either she was hungry or whatever. <laughs> but I took. I told her to come forward, and she wouldn't. And she took a bite out of the damn hot dog and chewed. I was like, yo, I mean, if you're hungry, I can cook you sandwich when you get back at the crib. You know, like, damn, I'm trying to win this date. You know, um, <laughs> what other uh. I don't know, the challenges, I thought they would be a little bit more extreme, you know, just to step it up a little bit. I feel like they kind of took a step behind with the challenges, but who knows? I mean, whoever created I mean, not knowing people could do that, but, I mean, hey, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm so thankful for being on the show. So, Did they give you any explanation for why they cut down the number of people who went on dates from the top two winners or from the top three to the top two? Not at all. I was thinking about that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe. And I thought about it, maybe because, I mean, the helicopter ride, you know, that's the one I was thinking, okay, the top two, they get to go, they both get to go. Maybe it could have been too expensive or they didn't have enough camera equipment to film both of them. Who, who knows? I don't know. But it got kind of weird that they kept going from, like, three to twos. And one, I'm like, uh, are you trying to hint at us or something? Like, we're that bad or whatever? Are we losing you guys money already and hasn't been aired out on TV? Like, what's going on? But, yeah, I, I, I kind of got disappointed because, you know, of course, I want to win every day. And a lot of the challenges – of course, like we wanted to throw certain couples in. So a lot of the challenges, like we will be talking during them, which we're not supposed to, but we're not trying to lose any money. Who wants to lose money? You know? So we're like, Hey, 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 we need to do, we need to do this. We need to do that. We need, hey, you got to slow down. Let's make sure that these certain people will go inside. So a lot of the challenges I kind of threw just because I'm a team player and I want to win the money and I could have won damn near every one of them. So, Oh, the, and the one thing I am going to rant on is the challenge where you have to, um, choose um, the X challenge. The X challenge, you got to jump and throw the little disc on the thing. I did not know initially that you can jump. You got to start behind the line. I know you can jump and then throw it on there. That was the case. I told everybody after that challenge that I could have been dunking each single one of them, but yet the, the rules weren't clear enough. I was like, really? And then Hunter's up there looking like a damn all-star and screaming, let's go. I'm like, yo, dude, I would have <laughs> won that so easily. But, yeah, some of the challenges, I was kind of disappointed. But, like I said, once again, I'm saying this with a big smile, MTV. Thank you for choosing me to be on the show. <laughs> um, so just a couple more things before we wrap up. This has been awesome talking to you. Um, we're often critical of Ryan on our podcast. And Sam Freeberg asked, what's your relationship with Ryan Devlin like? Dude, all right. Ryan, I love that guy. Like, literally, the first time we all lined up with him, you know, he gave us a big blackout. 
nobody knows how blackout drunk everybody was. Everybody was shit faced. That literally took probably four hours to do. Because everybody, this is the first time, you know, we had a place and stuff like that. We didn't know. We got in there for vacation and everybody shit faced. So I see Ryan and everybody's like, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. I'm, and I scream, and, I, and he's like, and, and, you know, he's being all cool and suave. He just throws us this little little hello, and then you know, he has a makeup artist on stage. She's doing his makeup thing. I'm just like, that's Ryan Devlin. Oh my gosh! And then when he, then I lost it when he knew everybody's name, which of course he probably studied everybody's name because he's a host. So he goes down the line. I'm the last guy. I say, hey, what's up, Tyler? I, I didn't piss on myself. I was so happy. Like, uh, it's even between happiness and being drunk, one of the two. But who knows? Um, but Ryan, he's um. He's very witty to be a TV host, you know, and uh, I wish they would show more of his interaction with the, at the maximum ceremonies with people because he put some people in their places, hence Amanda. There's a lot of that that, man, that guy intense for like 25 minutes. I was like, damn, Ryan must have watched a little thug movie or something because he came with it. Like, I was clapping for him. I was like, damn, Ryan, all right, bro. I didn't know you had that thug in you, dog. But um, Ryan's a, he's a good, he's a good dude. I, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. So one of the biggest things upsetting the nation uh, is that there's no reunion for this season. Any idea of why? Yo, that was the one thing I was looking forward to because I was going to air out the whole, damn, Hannah was supposed to be with me, Zach, that we was about to have this big thing. Like I was going to beef with him then and tell people me and Rasheeda hooked up and I might like hook a little bit of kiss and stuff like that. And a bunch of stuff, even like, um, we don't, because there's a lot of people where we still talk to each other, but I you know a lot of people are, are keeping things secret as far as, you know, who pursued who after the show, you know, if we found a perfect match, if we did, we don't know who's in contact with who. So that's why we want to have a reunion. So that's what America wants to see, like updates, what people are doing, you know, what happened during the show, you know, we live favorite moments, non-favorite moments. And for us not to have a reunion, that's like reality TV protocol. That's like, you wake up in the morning and say, I need to put underwear on. That's required. So, well, some, well, excuse me, so, you know, some girls may not wear, who knows. But that's like a requirement to have a, uh, a reunion and not having that. That's like, a, that hurts my heart. I'm thinking, wow, we must, we must have been in that, that season where either if we do good, we do bad, we're still going to make money. So let's not plan for a reunion, but yet they're already renewed for season four. So I think we should boot that reunion show up. MTV, if you can hear me. I would love a reunion show, please and thank you. But yeah, it's, I'm kind of bummed out. This is the first season that I can remember people being so vocal about how much is different from the actual show, right? Like Stacy has been talking about it and everyone's kind of said, you know, the same couples have gotten airtime and they've left a lot of people out. Is that potentially why they haven't had a reunion? They don't want, you know, people saying what happened on the show isn't what really happened. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. That could be a reason. I'm not sure at all. But yeah, a lot of people have voiced their opinion because, I mean, well, we all knew what we're getting ourselves into, you know, because anytime you do some type of TV, you know, once you sign on that dotted line, you're basically, so you sold your soul to the devil. Like, seriously, like, they can make you look like you could be the most innocent person, but they can make you, you know, for, for them to, you know, have these ratings and stuff make you look like somebody you're totally not which that's what you necessarily go into um and there's a lot of people that are voicing their opinion of course Stacey's on the strong suit um and I mean I feel for her but I feel like she kind of takes it overboard you know at the same time you can't just go on Twitter ranting you know because you, you do realize like you can get sued for that you know so you gotta chill out Stacey you know you're on TV like chill out um 
Yeah, just like I feel like nobody's got enough justice, you know, because there's so many dope moments now, so many, so many moments that we can share. It's not only with us, where we want other people to see that or bring the audience closer together to us, you know, not seeing the same thing, the whole Devin Kiki thing. You know, that's pretty much the main thing, which, of course, it's a love story, but it gets repetitive and, oh, no offense to them, too. I love everybody in the house, but you want to see more connections, not even that, more friendships, you know, more, more more bonding time between some of the guys and girls or just some funny moments or even some fights, you know. This this could have been kind of edited a lot better, but of course, I don't know anything about editing. Maybe maybe we didn't have a, a, enough footage for them. Who knows? But there's a lot of stuff that should have been played that didn't, and it's kind of kind of upsetting. But hey, I mean, we got season four renewed, so hey, I mean, we must have did something good. So now that the show is going to wrap up this week, what's next for T-Boogie? What's next for me? Well, of course, being a new resident in California, um, I want to start, I, well, I started my portfolio for modeling and everything like that. And, hey, I might as well, everybody said I have the body to be a model, you know? So, I was, hey, I, I think I'm cute a little bit, so let's let's try this out. So I'm building my portfolio up there. Um, as far as work-wise, of course, I know me working for MTV work won't be hard, just, you know, as far as establishing what I want to do. And right now I'm just going with the flow. This is the first time in my life that I don't have to work hard, work every day, you know, just worrying about, oh, I need to work this amount of overtime to, you know, pay this bill and stuff like that. And I'm actually just going with the flow for once in a while because I had a, I had a rough upbringing, you know, you know, been poor, been hungry, you know, I've been left in shelters here and there. So then people don't see that at all. You know, they say, they just think I'm this happy guy, you know, but I have a past or something like that, you know. But, you know, that's why I always smile and crack jokes and I'm a funny guy because I don't want people to see that side. But um, as far as me, I'm, I'm living life, and life is fucking phenomenal right now. I meet so many great people. Even even little kids stop and say hi. Even parents and moms say, hey, my daughter really looks up to you. My son really likes you. And I'm thinking, dang, I'm not getting a lot of airtime, but it's still appreciative and stuff like that. So what's next for me? I mean, the most cliche thing is, you know, the sky's the limit, but I don't live by that. I always say the sky is not the limit. It's just a view. That's one of the things that I live by because, I mean, one day I'm working in an ice cream factory, the next day I'm an MTV reality star, you know? And if you have dreams, you can just do whatever you want as long as you, you know, believe and you can achieve anything, you know what I'm saying? So what's next? Who knows? You know, I mean, everybody follows me pretty much with listen to this on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. And, you know, who knows? Maybe I can compete with Kanye running for president in 2020. Who knows? I might do that. Something like that. But wow, that, you I'll heard go. it here first, everyone. You heard it here first. T-Boogie for president. <laughs> Kanye, I'm, I'm coming for you, Kanye. Be ready, dog. <laughs> Just in case people don't follow you, uh, you want to give out your Twitter handle, Instagram yeah, handle. I'll <laughs> um, my um, Twitter and Instagram handles are the same. MTV underscore T-Boogie. That's T-E-E. B O O G I E, and then my Snapchat, and I hate my Snapchat now, made it years ago. But um, it's Team Baby 32. T A B I I 32. Yeah, this nickname was when I was playing college ball. These girls were like, oh, we want to call you T Baby because they just got down watching hardball. So they said I was like little G Baby on there. So I'm like, wow, okay. Let's just change the G from a T and be creative. I'm like, okay, I'll go with it. So. But yeah, just any, I interact with everybody. I'm one of the nicest guys ever. If you have a problem, anything, just come to me. Just, you know, just respect, you know, my privacy. Don't ask me stuff about the show and anything. Just treat me like a regular human being, like a friend. And I, and I reach out and talk to everybody. So 
And I can vouch for that. I mean, it's been great talking to you. You've been more than generous with your time tonight. Um, just our regular plugs. If you want to follow the sick uh, Brian Cohen, who's normally here, has been missed at Bus Drivers Route. You can follow me at Lash Tweets. And if you like the podcast, you like T Boogie, you can subscribe at Rob has a website. <laughs> dot com slash challenge iTunes. All right, so thanks so much, Tyler. Hey, not a problem. Hey, you guys have a lovely day. Remember, kids, brush your teeth before you go to sleep, and <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Right.